Hello, it's Martin Pluis here, and in the first episode of On Being Organised, we discuss the process. The process involved, to recap, you can have an organised mind and be disorganised in your practical approach to things, or you can be disorganised in your thinking and be practical in the organisation of your things, or alternatively, you can have the combination of being both disorganised in thinking and practice, or organised in thinking and practice. This episode is going to have a bit of a closer look at the concept of organisation and how it taps into creativity for students' learning. Robert Fritz in his book, The Path of Least Resistance, suggests strategies to become more creative in your own life. He outlines five steps for the process of creating, which can act as a framework to help students organise their thinking. The best way I thought to use his approach was to work through his five suggestions and think how I'd apply them to a group work task for an assessment or any activity I might do in the classroom. Firstly, the student needs to conceive of the result they want to achieve in the activity or the task. Students are provided often with assessment notifications, a guideline from the syllabus statement, and it tells them what they're required to do. In using this framework, students can decide the outcome they want and they can ponder different examples they need to answer the set question, decide on how many words they want to write and articulate a perspective they wish to take on in their argument. So the first thing they need to do is conceive of a result. The second thing that um, Robert Fritz suggests in The Path of Least Resistance is that students need to take a mental audit of the resources and the information they currently possess an important part in organisation, I would argue. This involves thinking about their understanding of the issues, working out if there are any gaps in their knowledge and comprehension, and this would involve talking to people, reading widely, widely, looking at class notes and discerning what are the missing parts of their research. The third suggestion by Fritz in The Path of Least Resistance is, once they know what they want to do and have audited their current understanding and resources, it's important that they actually take action. This may involve further research into key issues about what they're unsure, seeking advice from peers or teachers, develop a reference list of key resources, perhaps collecting academic articles for U11 and 12 students and media articles and taking relevant notes in a succinct manner. The whole concept of note taking is something else I might address later on. Now you might ask where's creativity fit into this? Fritz argues in the path of least resistance here in the fourth point. The students need to learn the rhythm of the creative learning process so they can develop self-awareness concerning their work patterns. Whether at home or at school, students will benefit from thinking about when and where they research, read and take notes or quietly start the process of writing. They will soon learn that they work and write best before dinner or after dinner or in the quiet of the early evening or early in the morning if they're an early riser. So being organised frees the students up from the messiness and thinking in their mind that they have to do things and allows them to be creative in what they're thinking and what they're trying to do. The fifth step in the path of least resistance to enable creativity is to create momentum. You do this by getting the students to switching on to the rhythm of their work patterns. This involves focusing on the time frame left before the task is due, phasing out or stopping any additional research, completing notes required, processing what the question is asking, perhaps writing up sections of the assignment in stages, 
reworking sections after consultation with peers and students, ensuring that there's greater analysis, and of course making sure that the bibliography is up to date. And the best tip is to finish the task with time to spare. How can the teacher help the student be creative in their approach to doing assessment tasks, work in the classroom, and at the same time being organised? I'm a geography teacher, and recently I've been thinking through a framework for the teaching of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander issues in the Australian community. The biggest stumbling block I've had with this is I'm a non-Aboriginal person and I've decided that the best way to approach it is to try and develop a framework of how to teach it by focusing on the concept of storytelling. So, using the framework suggested here, what's the result I want to achieve? The result I want to achieve is to build an awareness knowledge and understanding of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander circumstances in the Australian community, specifically in relation to geography, taking into space and place concepts into mind. Once I've set that framework up, I needed to take an audit of the resources and information that um, students could currently have access to. I found this difficult, so my starting point was to go and have a look at the um, joint parliamentary inquiry into constitutional recognition for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. I found this particularly useful because it enabled me to pick something that wasn't in the standard textbooks. Then what I decided to do was take some action. Personally, what I did was is I made a submission to the parliamentary inquiry. And then the second thing I did is I started to build awareness of this inquiry for other people in the community and started to bring some of these ideas into the classroom to let students understand that there's a way that they can take action to build their understanding. This involved also building an understanding of the students' perception and their knowledge and their organisation in relation to their understanding of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Once I built a few activities around this, I was able to then work through okay, the momentum stage where the students are able to work through the different proposals and submissions provided to the government in relation to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. So even though it wasn't a fully-fledged traditional approach to dealing with the concept, I tried to connect creatively to it in a way that would be creative for the students rather than just a standard approach that you might see in the media or social media. So that's the end of episode two on being organised in particular, the five steps as suggested by the author Fritz on the path of least resistance and perhaps linkages to how you can be more creative in the way you approach student learning once students are organised. That's all for the time being. I'll see you soon. Bye for now.